Aop me duck, which is the traditional Derby greeting to whoever we meet, whenever we meet them. And no, I don't actually know what Aop me duck means, but who cares? Because what matters is that you're here and I'm here for the Art of Brilliance podcast series five, which is just a little bit different. So in this series, there are no guests. It's just you and I making a weekly commitment to 10 minutes or less. That's 10 minutes maximum per week every week for 52 weeks that you and I are committing to a personal relationship based on happiness and well-being. So time is short, let's crack on. Dear listener, this is this is a big one. So in I don't know what order you're listening to these podcasts in, but in the previous one to this, in chronological order, I covered off some words from around the world that either are silly or ridiculous, but they haven't got a direct English translation. Some of them actually were quite meaningful. So I tried to lead you down, hold you by the hand, take you through some silly territory into something actually that was quite deep and meaningful at the end, but without you noticing. This is the being brilliant all over, isn't it? That's what we're trying to do in our keynotes as well, by the way. But I just thought there's um, there's a part of the world. I just want to pop back to Japan and just do a part two to that, really. So part two, to, I'm just going to pick four words from Japan. So remember what I'm doing is is I'm gradually compiling a book of words that Amy Bradley is going to just turn into something that is just the most delicious I love you book, perfect gift book. Um, so four words, and all I think are actually really deep and meaningful. I'm going to try and cram them in in 10 minutes, so here we go. Now the first one is quite a famous word now, because there's books books all over the place in English on it. And the word, the Japanese word is kintsugi. Now kintsugi is, um, it's got a little bit of a backstory. So you know when you when you used to go to museums on a school trip when you were about seven years old? And in that museum, there was always a pottery section. <laughs> it's, not the most, it's literally the most boring bit of the of the entire museum. And you would race straight through the pottery section to get to the gift shop at the end where you could buy a plastic dinosaur. And therefore, you will have missed Kintsugi. So Kintsugi is, and if you cast your mind back, you'll know what I mean. It's, it's the art of um, fixing broken pottery. So what they do in Kintsugi, it's 300, 400 years old, this is a, as, a, as an art form, is at some point a pot in ancient Japan will have fallen on the floor and, and smashed into several pieces. So what they will do in Kintsugi is they will, they will fix that pot, they will glue the pieces back together, but they put gold lacquer, gold colouring in the glue so that when the pot is reassembled, every single imperfection, every single place that it was cracked is deliberately highlighted in gold. Which is kind of, if you Google it, you'll find some beautiful, beautiful pottery there. So every single crack, so they don't try and fix it perfectly so you can't see the cracks. They deliberately fix it so that you can see the cracks highlighted in gold. And the reason I love Kintsugi, and I wanted to introduce it to you, or reintroduce it to you today, is that pot is deemed to be more beautiful after it's been put back together. And dear listener, I can't help thinking that there's something about human beings in there. Is, is are we not all that pot? I, I, I know I am. So all of us, all of us at some point in our life and at several points in our life, and it will continue to happen in your future life, you'll be in pieces. So I'm talking big stuff here. I'm talking about the death of somebody that you 
you love dearly or the re- a relationship breakup that you thought was going to last forever or, or you lose your dream job or you don't get your dream job or, or terrible things will happen to people all people terrible things will happen to all people and at that point when that terrible thing happens of course you're in pieces you're all over the place but what we tend to do as human beings is time is a good healer so we put a pull ourselves back together piece ourselves back together get our lives back in order and we rock up at work with a watery smile on our face and we're back in the game now my point about kintsugi is is not really i'm not talking about oh should we go to work and brag about our failings and our and our traumas of the past no no of course not the point about kintsugi is as human kintsugi is essentially the point would be what broke you has made you who you are all right so of course these things are terrible over the years as they happen but they have made you who you are today and you are more beautiful because of those scars and I just think that is a wonderfully powerful metaphor that takes an art form and applies it to human beings I think we're all human kintsugi now a related concept and I think is actually deeper but I don't know as much about I wrote about it in a book called The Happiness Revolution with Paul McGee Um, the Japanese concept of wabi-sabi beautifully easy to say a, a great concept and wabi-sabi is related to kintsugi it is suggests that everything is perfectly imperfect um, so flawed beauty is it's that your imperfections that make you beautiful and everything's unfinished so there's never anything complete even the most magnificent pieces of artwork have got flaws in them maybe tiny tiny ones that you can't see to the naked eye but they exist so wabi-sabi and kintsugi is essentially we're all flawed we are perfect because of our imperfections and I don't know if that lands with you but for me that makes me feel okay good, that's cool so I'm not going not gonna to worry about my imperfections because I've got loads <laughs> I spent my entire life being down on myself about my imperfections but if they make me who I am then I'm going to accept them and I'm going to embrace them and I might even celebrate them on a good day Whew, okay now the other one then and again Japanese very very who would have thought you could take going for a walk in the woods and make it into a thing well in Japan you can do they've got something that we would call it translates literally as forest bathing forest bathing um, Shinrin-yoku is the Japanese term forest bathing but it isn't just going for a walk in the woods it's being out in nature and opening up your senses to the sights and the smells and the sounds it's almost like uh, meditating without having to sit for an hour with your legs crossed and omming it is literally opening up your senses and being in nature and you'll find that totally restorative so instead of walking doing your walk at 100 miles an hour on your phone checking your emails phoning your mum is literally walking with your senses wide open just try that yeah forest bathing um very restorative you you should feel energized after it but i'll leave you with a biggie a massive one for me these are all big actually but a massive one for me and again it's got a backstory and the the term the phrase is literally it is ichigo ichii and ichigo ichii dates back to the 17th century japanese tea ceremonies where what they used to do every week um, at a specified time is all the the workers would come out of the rice paddies they'd all meet in the village hall at a certain time every week and they'd all have a, an elaborate tea ceremony together so a big tea ceremony once a week with all the villagers in attendance and Ichigo Ichii literally translates as one time only 
So the thinking is, while we're all together in this cup of tea ceremony, Ichigo Ichi, one time only, therefore we're going to be fully present, going to make an effort to be there for each other. So yeah, we'll have a we'll have a tea ceremony in the same village hall with the same people at the same time next week, but crucially folks, next week is a different vibe and a different atmosphere. This tea ceremony right now in this moment is one time only, Ichigo Ichi, and therefore I'm going to be fully present. Now you might I've been dropping this into a few uh, webinars and workshops and being, yeah, well, what's the point of talking about 17th century Japanese tea ceremonies because this is, you know, modern day world, the world's moved on. How does it translate across? And I would say, well, effortlessly. Okay, because here's the kicker, unless you're incredibly careful, then your life, even though you love your life, your life can become a bit humdrum, a bit samey, a bit Groundhog Day. So typically, I don't know, look, the alarm goes at the same time every day, you get out of bed at the same time every day. If you've got a family, you've got a slot in the bathroom, and then you've got a place allocated at the breakfast table, and you have the same black coffee, white coffee. In fact, let me give you this morning, so I had breakfast at home with my wife, and um, if I'm not really careful... Right, it just becomes a completely unmemorable sort of set piece that is just bland and it's the same every day. So she sits to my right, she's got black, white coffee, I've got my black coffee, she'll have what she has, I have what I have. And if we're not careful, that's 20 minutes of total humdrum, inane nonsense uh, that is totally unmemorable. But not anymore, not since you understood Ichigo Ichi'i. Because Ichigo Ichi'i basically means that breakfast time with my wife today is in fact one time only. So so yes, I'll have breakfast with her again tomorrow, but tomorrow is a different vibe, different atmosphere, different situation. This breakfast time right now is Ichigo Ichi'i, it is one time only. And we're back to the kicker. The kicker therefore is I'm going to be fully present. I'm going to be deliberately fully present, which changes my behaviour. I'm not scrolling on my phone at breakfast, checking my social or checking my emails. I've not got the news on listening to the news. I'm being there in that 20 minute set piece and it's a beautiful memorable thing and what you'll find is there's a closeness there's a relationship mending there's a there's an intimacy with the moment and you're being there and there's you'll be rewarded a million times over now you might say well Andy's rabbiting on about having breakfast with his wife what's that got to do with anything well let's take a work example typically it could be well I've got to attend another meeting and Ichigo Uchi says no well no you've not actually have you the meeting you are attending is in fact one time only and I'm not saying it's easy because you're going to be distracted a thousand times but if you can not be on your emails you can be fully present with your team you'll be not only will you be more connected with them you'll be connected with yourself you'll be connected with the moment and of course Ichigo Uchi says there is only only one moment ever it's the moment you're currently in it's really truly connecting with now and if you can find a way of falling in love with the moment then you've fallen in love with life itself that's nine minutes and 53 seconds until next time, Ichigo Ichi. Thanks for listening to the Art of Brilliance podcast. If you've enjoyed it, please subscribe and tell the world. A nice review would make our day. That's the very best way of getting like-minded people to tune into our very simple messages about happiness and human flourishing. If you've hated it, please keep quiet. Remember the world has enough negativity already. So be a lover, not a hater. Feel free to check out our training and the little shop of happiness at artofbrilliance.co.uk. 